0: Of our goals are unfulfilled simply because we have not aligned them with our emotions, our creativity, and our values. In this episode, we are talking about fresh starts and specifically about laying the foundation to really make those value based goals happen for you. Welcome to the Modern Creative Woman, exploring the art and science of creativity. I'm your hostess and creativity expert, Dr. Amy Bakos. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful friends. I am so happy to welcome you back to the Modern Creative Woman and the month of Fresh Starts. I'm gearing up for the September workshop called Fresh Starts. And the first class begins next week, Tuesday, September 12th. And I am just so excited about it. I love this program. Now, I know I'm a little biased, but I think the Modern Creative Woman is the most unique personal development program out there. I don't know of anything else that focuses on the art and science of creativity as a way for you to elevate your life. I was chatting with one of the women inside the membership today. And she said that she was so attracted to the modern creative woman for that exact reason, because it was so unlike any other program that she had looked into. And that really made my day to know that she is seeing so much unique value in her work inside the membership. And so if you're called on to do this kind of work, I hope that you will consider joining us this September. You can hop on over to the Art Therapy Center of com slash Modern Creative Woman and come join us. You will not regret it. So it's that time of the year, September. It's time to reevaluate our goals and values. And I really use this whole month each year to prepare to finish my year on a high note and start to get ready for what's to come. So let's begin you're probably familiar already with SMART goals, Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound, S-M-A-R-T. And this strategy is taught in schools and businesses where there are clear-cut goals and benchmarks for measuring progress in each quarter of the year and for the financial goals that, that a business is supposed to hit. And you've perhaps used this SMART strategy to set goals for yourself, like a new year's resolution. And you may have noticed how incredibly boring the goals are using this smart strategy. You might come up with, I will improve my fitness and stamina by increasing my daily steps from 3,000 to 10,000, a goal that is achievable by walking the dog three times a day. So boring and so quickly we will forget these kinds of smart resolutions. But did you know there are many other formulas that you can use to make your goals more interesting, more lively, and more likely that you're going to accomplish them? I found about 10 in my research. So smart just seemed to get the attention, smart goals. But it doesn't mean that that's the way you have to think about your goals. In The Modern Creative Woman, we focus on creativity and value-based goals but let me tell you about some of these other ones. There are hard goals, heartfelt, animated, required, and difficult. There are whoop goals, <laughs> wish, outcome, obstacle, and plan. OKR stands for objectives and key results. That one focuses more on large groups of people that might wanna make an organizational change. You can find micro goals, backward goals, Edison goals. I really do like the Edison goals because they include creativity and optimism, just like Thomas Edison. There's Locke and Lantham's five principles around goal setting. But the modern creative woman formula, I think, is the way that is most honoring of your creativity and your intuition. And it focuses on three pillars inside this idea of a goal-based formula. You've heard me talk about these before. Presence, mindset, and purpose. We use creative thinking, well-balanced self-care, value-based living, and self-expression. So in honor of September and our month of fresh starts, I want to share some ideas and specific actions that you can take to make your values and goals more interesting, more meaningful, and certainly more memorable. I wanna focus on presence and purpose today. So first, when we think about presence and present moment awareness, this is about knowing your mind, knowing your usual thoughts and feelings, and relating to these inner experiences in a non-judgmental way. It really involves accepting your thoughts, your feelings, Even bodily sensations is just part of the human condition. A presence also includes the stance of being a curious scientist. And a curious scientist is someone who's diffused from her thoughts. She's able to step back and observe them as if they were something to be explored instead of feared. A non judgmental way of relating to your thoughts is accomplished through the practice, of course, of mindfulness. And I have to say that this stance of being mindfully aware is a necessary prerequisite to getting clear on your goals and avoiding confusion or getting lost in what it is that you are really wanting to do. I'm talking about being aware of your goals and your desires and avoiding confusion or delay or any kind of indecision. So this present moment awareness is a central part of creating a fresh start and, of course, the goals that you can be excited about. As part of the Modern Creative Woman presence focuses on meditation as well as art, visual art, and the art can be used to clear the mind, engage, focus. I'd like to offer you a classic art therapy warm-up exercise to help you focus your mind on the present moment. So start with a large piece of paper, as big as you can find. Now, you don't have to use artists drawing paper or butcher block paper. Just use whatever you have. You can cut up a box that you got in the mail or cut up a paper shopping bag. You can try this exercise on the sidewalk with some chalk. And a more environmental choice would be drawing with a stick in the sand or in some dirt. You can work on the ground, on a table, or you can pin your paper to the wall. I love all these options because you don't need to purchase any material. And the idea of being environmentally friendly with our art supplies is really important to me. And you might also discover that you're even more creative when you're working with natural material. So, once you have what you're going to draw on, grab two drawing utensils, two pens, paintbrushes, markers, highlighters, sticks, whatever you have. I want you to work with both hands at the same time drawing circles and move the circles at first to the left in unison and then make the circles go to the right in unison and keep both hands in tandem for a while and then reverse. From there, send your right hand to the right and your left hand to the left. You've essentially started going in different directions with your hands. It's a little bit like pat your head and rub your tummy. After you work back and forth and just changing directions over and over, you can keep switching. Just work spontaneously and use your intuition to decide when to switch directions. So then you can move your hands in lines going up and down the paper. So first go in tandem up and then down, up and then down, and then go in opposite directions. Keep making parallel shapes and then reverse them. And this project is not meant to be too precious. Listen, it's okay if your paper rips, or the paint smears, or you make a mess. I suggest you work in this manner of parallel lines and then opposite lines for about five to ten minutes, and I would suggest changing colors or changing papers whenever you like. I was first introduced to this exercise when I was in art therapy school at Ursuline College in Cleveland, Ohio, And much has been written about these bilateral scribbles throughout the profession of art therapy. It's nothing new. It's a classic tool for settling your mind and body and warming up for the art process. So try this exercise and see what you notice about the present moment for yourself. Notice what's happening in your mind, in your emotions, in your body, how it feels to create the lines, how it sounds. And if you're a therapist or a teacher who's wanting to use this with clients or students, do a little research on bilateral drawings and try it out yourself about a dozen times before you introduce it to others. You definitely don't wanna be surprised about all the possibilities that can emerge. So please do practice. You can use this as a warm up to your work or to your art making. And you can also practice the bilateral scribble just using your fingers on the table or even on the edge of your laptop. So next, I want to talk about your purpose. Purpose relates to your unique perspective and how you choose to prioritize what is most important to you. And at The Modern Creative Woman, we define purpose as what is most important to you as well as your committed action. And that's how you demonstrate it to yourself out in the world that that value is important to you. For example, if you say your creative practice is important, but you just don't make time for it, it's probably frustrating you. If you believe something is important, a relationship, a practice, your work, your health, and yet you don't ever act on it, you will definitely be frustrated and unfulfilled. And your mind might even talk you out of wanting it or finding it as a value. I started thinking about why we might do this to ourselves. And families and societies try to run in an orderly fashion and let us know, you know, what we're supposed to do to be successful or to be loved by other people. And like it or not, these expectations are present in our lives. Some are in line with our personal values, while others seem completely dull and uninteresting or repulsive. I was definitely expected by my family to go to college and graduate school. Social and biological pressures suggest that I should want to have children. Now, these kinds of expectations exist in many layers throughout our families and different cultures, and how we respond could go one of four ways. We can follow along, just doing what's expected, and we're thinking about the value of fitting in or making other people happy. We could also outright reject the expectation completely without consideration, just rejecting the expectation for the sake of it. Now, conversely, we can evaluate these expectations and decide for ourselves. So we could then consciously embrace expectations if they're in line with our values, or we can consciously reject them. And if you're ever stuck on what to do, I encourage you to consider the expectations that you have felt from others plus the ones that you have internalized. And from there, you can decide what you want to believe. But it definitely requires some time, some cognitive diffusion to step back and notice what's happening. And it requires a lot of honesty. Using these kinds of tools, we can also unpack our old beliefs about sexism, racism, ageism, and all the other things that we learn, but we don't really want to carry on. The thing is, we'll carry the weight of these kinds of expectations on ourselves and judgments of others until we work to really unpack them and consciously embrace or set them down. I want to shift our conversation a little bit to value-based goals and your purpose. So purpose is about knowing yourself and your values and moving towards what matters most to you with accepting your own desires without self-judgment. So you can see where your purpose and your values really depend on your present moment awareness, accepting what it is that's going through your mind and what your truest desires are. If you're unsure what your values are, or you haven't thought about it in a long time, I want to offer you a question to help you really quickly decide your values. Listen, you don't need to delay in identifying your values. In fact, confusion and delay are not your friends. You don't need to know anything more or be something different to identify and know your values. I promise you already have everything you need in your heart for this. So grab a pen and in a moment I'm going to ask you to write a question down. But first let me set the stage. Imagine you are at your 90th birthday party. Everyone you love is gathered around you to celebrate you. And even the people that you know casually are there, too. Everyone's come out to celebrate you. And the people you love take turns describing your character, your habits, your relationships. Perhaps they describe your work, your faith, your community actions. They remark on your good health. They admire what you have done and how you've lived your life with gratitude. They are only talking about the best parts of your life. Seriously, don't use this exercise as an excuse to get down on yourself. The idea of imagining yourself at your 90th birthday is a really powerful positive psychology intervention. So I ask you to treat it with the spirit with which it was intended. So here's the question I want you to write down. How do you want to be remembered? I'd like you to set aside 30 to 60 minutes to visualize your birthday party and then answer this question in writing. I mean, really answer it, not just think about it in the car or on a walk. This is a visualization and a writing exercise. It can't be just thought about and you'll, you won't you will get the same result. Set aside the time and write until you have your clear answer to the question, how do I want to be remembered? Then you know you can make a list of what's most important to you. And you might be surprised to see a long forgotten dream on the list. Don't worry about the logic of anything on your list, just write it down and keep the list where you can see it and refer to it. You can redo this exercise and reassess your values, I say at least twice a year. I like to do it in September and in December. Inside the Modern Creative Woman membership, we have art that goes along with this exercise to really help make it expressive and more real and engage your your whole senses. But for now, I want you to use your list of values to start guiding your behavior. And from there on out, you can start thinking of your behavior and your choices as divided into two paths. You can turn right, or you can turn left. One direction gets you closer to your values, and the other direction takes you away from them. Using this strategy, you can even help limit procrastination. Does sitting on the couch watching a screen move you closer to your values or away from your values. Now, I'm not saying not to do that. By M saying, be conscious of all your choices. Here's what I mean. Once you have your values list, you can start making conscious daily movement towards your values and the choices that you make. This can happen from your movement, the tone of your voice, how you drive, what your home looks like, What you wear, who you talk to, how you talk to them, what you do and how you behave at work, and of course, how you talk to yourself. Now, I can almost hear you thinking that you might like to just skip to this action step of moving towards your values and goals and skip the part where you have to kind of dig deep and identify your goals and imagine yourself when you're 90. But it doesn't work that way. Skipping ahead to the action is a recipe for another boring September, or New Year's resolution. Remember, this is not your SMART goals. This is about your values. It gives you pride and satisfaction to live your values. For example, if you want to be remembered as kind, start with kindness towards yourself. In meditation and affirmation, do three acts of kindness every day. Start small. Remember, when you think about this road, moving towards your values or away from your values, You never reach your values. They're just in how you live. I'm going to repeat that. You never reach your values. They show up in how you live. And this is the key to making lasting change. The present moment is key here as well. Focusing on how you can move towards your values requires that presence that I talked about earlier. I'll talk more about the specifics of setting value-based goals in another podcast details that we just discussed around presence and purpose lay the foundation. They're the groundwork to setting goals that you're passionate about and that you can achieve. If you're interested in making lasting change, I really invite you to start with these two ideas. First, the bilateral scribble, and second, the meditation and writing. If you put 60 minutes to 90 minutes into this, you will be well on your way to making lasting change. If this is appealing to you, you can get the details and how you can apply the values inside the Modern Creative Woman. The work we do will help you make the changes you desire once and for all. And this September, we're focusing about fresh starts, how you can make change for good without all the judgment and struggle. Remember, this is not your smart goals. I want to personally invite you to join me and a group of incredible women inside the membership. You can find the link in the show notes or head on over to arttherapycentersf.com and enroll for a month or for a year. I also wanted to give you the scoop on how you can support the podcast. Simply find the link in our show notes and you can join our community for as little as $3 a month. These sponsorships really do play a significant role in covering the expenses to bring you each enlightening episode. If you'd like to support in other creative ways, I would love that too. You can be a Modern Creative Woman ambassador and share the podcast link with three of your friends. And you can also be a community supporter by leaving a five-star review, if you think it's worth the five stars. So now that you know, what will you create? And hey, come join me, and The Modern Creative Woman on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Dr. Amy Bacos. Have you gotten a copy of The Five Values of The Modern Creative Woman? Hop on over to the Art Therapy Center SF and join our email list to start receiving our monthly newsletter, and then you get your free copy of the aspirational principles that you need to live your modern creative life. Have a wonderful week, and I cannot wait to talk with you in the next episode all about the art and science of creativity. I'll see you next time.